in school, we begin to learn that I'm mine, which is not just differentiation from parents or differentiation from others. It's somehow more than that. It's somehow I am actually mine. That I am the uh, captain of my ship. And I understand uh, what I would call self-reliance. And I understand taking up agency, etc. As people of faith, we are the stewards of this message. There is no better life, no better direction that you and I can give ourselves than the one that God would give us. This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this is a conversation inspired by Four Faith, a weekly devotion sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe in the episode's description. Happy summer, Bishop! Happy summer. Here we go. Woot! <laughs> All right. So let's start with some really, um, some deep stuff. <laughs> this week's devotion is called Go. Yes. And it's based off Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 9. And it's really about Abram and his ability to say yes and to just pick up and leave and go. Yeah, that's right. What's- What's hitting you with it? Well, you you said it all, didn't you? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so Ab- you know, just for for everybody, just to be included here. So so Abram uh, is is our faith ancestor. We share him uh, with uh, Islam, and we share him uh, with Judaism and Christianity. Obviously, I hope that's obvious. Um, and uh, he has an encounter. Uh, with Yahweh, with the living God, and uh, and he calls Abram uh, to go on his behalf, to go on God's behalf. And lots of things happen to Abram and his wife, uh, Sarai. Uh, so Abram will become Abraham, and Sarai will become Sarah. And, and it's all about them being swept up into the adventure called faith. And uh, and that's, that's the bottom line is, is that you know, a- Abram becomes our great faith patriarch just because of his willingness to say yes to God. Uh, he didn't have the benefit of all the podcasts and 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 books and seminary instructions that we had. He he knew that he knew somehow that this was a different kind of communication that he was receiving, and uh, he felt like it seems that this was the thing to put at the very top of his list of things to do. And so that's why we still talk about Abram, Abraham. Hmm. Well, you have a shout out to Will Willimon uh, yeah. and, and a, a, a defined quote. We've been indoctrinated into a godless ideology that our lives are our possessions to do with as we please. So what does that have anything to do with a sent life? Yeah. So to go, to be called to go, to call, call to leave the familiar for something not fully disclosed yet, but something that will be disclosed uh, by the traveling, right, uh, is being sent. And, and, you know, that is, that is what we say about our lives. We, we are first and foremost living beings in response to a loving God. And this loving God calls us uh, to go places, to do things, calls us to people, um, calls us to circumstances and situations. And so we are sent, in fact. Uh, We are commissioned. We use that language uh, in baptism. 
Uh, we are commissioned. If we are ordained, um, we are commissioned. We go on another's authority to where the other would have us to go. And and what Abraham, Abram gets right, and I think uh, sets a wonderful example for us is, is that this is actually life uh, for you and I to do whatever we want to do and then to submit that to God for God's rubber stamp is not actually what the Bible says. That cannot be found anywhere in the Bible and be called faithful. It's just the other way around. Who is God and who is the responder? Well, God is God, the God of the Bible, and we are the responders. And it's our joy. That's the thing about it. What seems like an inconvenience or being put upon or even arm twisted, uh, some would even say, uh, is actually our great joy and adventure. There is no better adventure that you and I can be set upon, uh, and le- you know that is sort of surpasses God inviting us, uh, us discerning where God is calling us to. That is where real life happens. Abraham gets that, and so Will Willimon is simply saying that uh, you know to not live a sent life uh, to go on behalf of God is is not only godless. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a life of um, idolatry because we have put ourselves in the seat of God. And so if we go to law school, let us go as lawyers for God. If we go to, you know, nursing school, um, if we go, you know, to the gutters uh, to, to clean them up, if we go to the rivers to clean them up, you know, we go on behalf of God. We are responding to God, the dignity of every human being. We are responding to being God's healing in the world. We are responding to cleaning up the beauty of nature that God has first gifted us. We are called to preach good news if God has given us that gift. And so to go actually is an anchor for life uh, that the world cannot give. Everything is so subjective. Everything is so arbitrary. What we get in going uh, is we have some sense that we don't go on our behalf and we go under the authority of someone with the provision of that one. Um, and so there are all kinds of promises from God associated with going. And that's where it becomes dynamic and lively is, is that we really are relying on God. Mm, I love that. Well, and Willemont goes a step further and he even says to live a sent life um, or or to live a sent life, he said, is weirdly un-American. Yeah. I guess that means maybe to not live a sent life is weirdly that's right. American. <laughs> well, right. So, so what he's saying is, is that it's about who, whose we are. That's what he's saying. He's, and he's saying that in our country, perhaps, well, not perhaps, he's saying definitively in our country, the message that we get in our culture is that I am mine. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that is it. I am mine. Uh, even though it's kind of biologically uh, ridiculous, isn't it? Because we didn't even get here on our own, right? I mean, mathematically, the fact that you and I are even here is an extraordinary, um, unbelievable set of circumstances, right? And we didn't get here, could not have engineered it ourselves. And then somehow, (coughs) excuse me, somehow in school, we begin to learn that I'm mine, right? And then um, which is which is not just differentiation from parents or differentiation from others. It's somehow more than that. It's somehow I am actually mine. I, I am the you know what is it? I am the uh, captain of my ship, uh, and uh, and I understand uh, what I would call self reliance, and I understand taking up agency, etc. But as people of faith, we are the stewards of this message that there is no better life and no better direction that you and I can give ourselves than the one that God would give us. 
And there's no better life that you and I can live than in response uh, to the God who loves us best and knows us best. All of our blessings and all of our warts, somehow in God's imagination, God can use all of that uh, in, in where God would have us to go. And so that's what he's simply saying. He's simply saying that we talk a good game in religion, he's saying, but really in America, uh, and not only America, but in some other places too, you know, what we really are saying is, is that uh, uh, I am going to submit to God. It's almost like that sort of a rebellious, you know, young adult that some of us get to know as we, as we parent. We say, I have come now to my senses and I'm, you know, it's like, okay. Uh, and so bless God- your heart. Is, yeah, bless your heart. That's what we say in the <laughs> South anyway. And God, God is so wonderful because God is patient with us. And God knows that this journey of going uh, it, it has a lot to do with the, the heavy-duty work of coming to the place where I understand now for myself that my best life is with God. Well, I want to turn up the heat a little bit after this short break. Hi, listeners. Thank you for listening to Four People, a space of digital evangelism. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. And now back to four people. Welcome back. Bishop, um, not too long ago, I was reminded of, uh, you know, the African proverb, uh, Ubuntu, uh, which I think many will interpret it as I am because we are. Um, and it's a really, it's a beautiful collectivism. Yes. And uh, someone I know, a professor at Bexley Seabury is, um, is West African. And he said that there is also a phrase that when one greets one another, they say something like, you know, how are you? And the response is, I am fine if, if you are fine. And so I think earlier before the break, you were really kind of talking about individuality, individualism. And I read this article, gosh, 10, 10, 15 years ago that quite offended me. I think it was about 10 years ago, maybe a little less. It was called I, Racist. That was, the le- that, that was the title. And I remember reading it and I remember feeling so offended by it. But I didn't get it because I hadn't I hadn't done more of the work that I have done, and now I get it. That there is a privilege in being individualistic, and I'm I'm curious. I think that's maybe the the American way is the it, you know I don't know that we are we the people. <laughs> I think we're a collective is we're a collective of of eyes. <laughs> yeah. Loosely federated eyes. Yeah. So how do you think that that whole ebo, that, that way of life, that going through life as an individual might um, be a trap for us as living uh, a life of faith? Well, I mean, we're talking, we're talking about extremes here, right? I mean, you know, in God's imagination for us, there, there is an I, but there's an I slash we, Right. And, and so, and, and that we involves not only uh, God, but my neighbor, right? So this is why, you know, we hear again and again in scripture, and Jesus quotes it for us, um, you know, that uh, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. 
uh, scholars call that the two irreducible truths, that God is God and my neighbor is my neighbor, full stop, can't erase it. When we don't live that way, we mess up tragically. But when we don't live that way, we injure each other. When we don't w- live that way, we hoard wealth. We hoard food. Um, and we do it under some sort of sad trope of, well, I've, I got mine, you get yours, or I've worked harder than you, and so I deserve everything, and so on and so forth. And yeah, I understand this, uh, this, this idea. I mean, I was raised in this country, uh, and, uh, and I also understand the limitations of that, of that right? And there, there are profound limitations there. And I, I think that when we think about ourselves and, and put ourselves in the royal we category, then we begin to justify abuses and indifferences and even hatred and bigotry of all kinds. And so I, I think this is why scripture is so important because it, 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 it ends up being this wonderful counterbalance um, to our uh, to our impulses, which can go off the rails. And so we, we, we are called to differentiate ourselves from mom and dad as we go along and from others, et cetera. But how far shall we go? Uh, I mean, I think these are the important stories, you know, of Jesus. When Jesus talks about the, the rich man who lived sumptuously and dined wonderfully and was dressed in purple, uh, and, uh, and the poor man was at his front gate. Um, you know, this is not Jesus, you know, castigating the wealthy. This is saying, you know, does your wealth make you also forgetful? Have you forgotten what it is to be human? Um, and, and, you know, where's the mercy in all of your achievement? Um, not guilt, uh, not shame. Where, where is your mercy? And, and so, you know, what's so wonderful about Abram is, is that Abram always goes back to God. Right, it's always God who is the so. So when we sin against each other, when we break each other, when we exclude each other, you know. Remember, it's not just what we're doing to others; it's it's what we're doing to others, ourselves, and God. See, every sin has three components. You know, we 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 can ask for forgiveness of the other, but we've somehow injured ourselves, right? And we've somehow injured God. And so th- this is this collective understanding and. You know, it, it's much more sort of refined and nuanced than we want to believe. We want to believe that the universe is simple. It's me against the world. I love to see those shirts, you know, that are kind of humorous. They say Atlanta versus everybody, you know, uh, or, or Detroit versus everybody. And we understand the mindset. But the truth of the matter is, is that we are inextricably linked. Absolutely. And so part of the scent life is to go with that message, you know, is to go into the world you know, in this new understanding and to be imaginative. I mean, you know, um, when Will Willimon is saying, you know, this, uh, this American way to go has a lot to do with this individualistic ideology. He's not wrong. He's right. And, 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 and though there may be some, some positives down that road, ultimately it gives permission and license to abuse, uh, maybe even xenophobia, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you and I, uh, because of the God that we're responding to through the lens of faith, uh, because he, God, this God has sent us. Now we do this God's bidding and this God's bidding is radically to be in relationship. And it is radical. I mean, think about this God. So who is this God? This God is a sharing God. 
right? So this God doesn't have to involve Abram. I mean, who the hell is Abram? This God, I mean, this God, God doesn't need Abram. God is the ruler of all the worlds. God spoke, you know, all that is into being, and it was. God doesn't need Abram. So there's something in God, according to the Bible, that God wants to be in relationship with us and, uh, and has given, you know, uh, the cosmos an elasticity. Uh, where God can come in and out of time and be with us and call us forward so that you and I could know somehow that we're not alone, we're not abandoned as orphans, and that the God who sits high also looks and can live with us in lowly places. That's extraordinary. And to use broken people, uh, imperfect people, uh, people who don't get it right. In fact, the Bible is a collection of people who got it really, really wrong, mostly, um, to use that uh, as leaven uh, for the universe, for the world, uh, to see who this God is and how this God wants to work through us uh, so that we can get the message out that we actually belong to each other. This is pretty extraordinary stuff. And when we think about it, you know, the question it really is for all of us is, that, so to, to whom have you been sent? Mm. Right? I mean, if you're sitting or, in- Or, if, or in, in, in whom or in what are we rooted well, I mean, yeah, because if if we are rooted in the in the God of the Bible, you are being sent. There is no unsentness if you are actually rooted. I mean, you know, to make up some words, there is no unsentness in this God. It's actually an, an amazing facet of this God. This God would send us. So, so apparently, adventure, which is driven by faith, is what this God wants us to know. This is how how this God wants us to know this God. Right, I'm 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 working around the language because I don't want to use male pronouns here. I, I want to say he, God, she, God, whatever you need. But but this God wants us to know him, her, primarily not only through some mystical, magical sort of emotional faith, but through the provision that comes uniquely from adventure. And so, funny enough, you cheat yourself. From knowing the God, you say you really want to know because you don't pack up and take the adventure, right? And so marriage is an adventure. Child rearing is an adventure. Um, I, I hope that your work, the work that you do, uh, has everything to do with your faith. Now, I'm not talking about browbeating about your sort of view on faith. I'm talking about being the living, breathing, fleshly incarnation of the thing you say is most real Monday through Friday at the office or online or whatever it is, because I think that's what we're talking about. It's interesting. You know, Abram is sent flesh and flesh and blood to these new locations, right? He's sent as a particular person to other particular people. And, uh, and I think that's that's something to be we could talk about. You know, what is why does God choose that as a delivery system? I mean, God could do you know angels and seraphim and all this sort of stuff, and you just put on a hell of a light show. But God, God, God doesn't. You know, God sends these these sort of little small people, you know, who really have no credentials by and large. Uh, to to the world to say, hey, there's something extraordinary in us and through us and beyond us. And oh, by the way, uh, you ought to actually make it first in your life. Well, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I guess I just leave everybody with that question. To, to whom have you been sent? To whom have you been sent? Uh, and so maybe we think about that this summer. Yeah, or who is God sending you to 
right now. For some of us, it'll be, you know, fortifying what we've already been doing. And for others of us, it may mean something entirely new. I was preaching in Connecticut. It was really a graduation address, but I thought it was preaching. And, uh, and uh, I was talking about this very point uh, and about the directness of purpose uh, and that we can hear it in the comforting and terrifying whisper of God, the still small voice that's in us and through us. And uh, I got done and, you know, the graduates sort of glazed over, I suppose. And there we were shaking hands and all that at the end. And a lady came up to me and and said to me, so what I heard you say was I need to quit my job. And, and I was kind of blown away by that, but somehow she heard in those words, because I never told anybody to quit their job. Somehow she heard in my invitation for her to think about her life as really consequential and a gift, she heard, I've got to make some changes. And I think this is what, you know, is happening to Abram and Sarai and with us, if we'll let it. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was a mistake either that just this past Sunday in church, part of the gospel was go go and make disciples. That's right. Bishop, thank you as always. And listeners, thank you for listening to Four People. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.